So I'd like to <coughs> bring to mind uh, <coughs> uh, chitta, contemplating chitta, particularly the empathic sense. So I'd like just to start by saying uh, how touched I've been by all your presence and your practice and the things you brought up in your interviews and so forth in these very limited times and slightly nervy feelings we can have in these situations when you're, you know, confronted as it were. And, uh, you know, that nervousness, which I share, nervousness of that, somewhat that structure but it has a purpose and uh, you know we find through that we come through some of the angularity of that and I think for myself certainly it's a very uh, (coughs) touching and interesting and moving uh, presentations pieces of people's lives and it's one of the things I feel so enriched by in these retreats is uh, is what everybody shares and offers. Mm. And when you look at it personally, you may think, I'm just sharing my mess. <laughs> my, my neurotic, crazy mess. But, yeah. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> But essentially what you're doing is you're only sharing, you know, it's a sense of, there's trust, isn't there? An openness and uh, and a feeling of it's safe and it's warm, it's okay. And then naturally things happen in that, don't they? Just beyond beyond the, any answer or topic or information you receive, something just happens in the sense of, you know, connection. We feel, oh, well, you know, it moves things around and perhaps we something in its needs and it really feels the importance of just being heard and, uh, and I feel certainly I feel quite honored by that you know. so just kind of remembering you know we we're doing this thing called a retreat and we're in this particular situation and rules and protocols and forms but we, we are we are just human beings sharing time together you know and we're doing it in a particular way whereby all that personality stuff is, is is just put by the door okay let's just let that down but it doesn't mean we're not here and we're not people and we're not humans and we don't notice each other and feel for each other just because we're not doing a lot of chatting and stuff when that happens it's really important to um, acknowledge that even if people annoy you they affect you don't they you can't (laughs) you know it's 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 real life we're we're built for it Uh, we're designed to to sense 
the world around us and be touched by it. And the most most significant feature of that is human beings. We're we're people who have parents and children and form groups. So we're naturally wired to feel a lot of effect with human beings and also a lot of wish to reach out, to meet, to connect to other beings. That's that's not the personality may have all kinds of uh, topics and restrictions and issues around that. That that's separate, but underneath it, the basic thing that's that's what it is. And that's you know. How do we learn? We learn by looking at other people when we're small. You naturally tune in. You want to you want to be accepted by other people. It's very important, isn't it? You know, personality is something that develops as a structure to facilitate that in that fundamental natural inclination. You know, and it creates us as separate beings with all that that means. You know, the uh, defending ourselves comparing ourselves, um, winning each other over, um, sparring, playing, whatever, you know, all that happening between people. That's what the personality does and it develops. So it acts like a kind of a front um, to to something underneath that's being affected all the time. Because even though the heart has this natural empathic sense so Buddhas have that they teach out of empathy they just go to that place the nature of the heart which is to to sense others to sense the otherness because their heart is not contaminated or has been cleared they sense others with a feeling of may they be well the natural empathic sense the heart reaches out in its perception is not confused with defensiveness or fear or pain. It's kind of free. So their whole life is spent in that heart state. Right to the last moment of the Buddha's life, when he's lying on his deathbed, saying, any questions? Somebody's saying, what's Sankara mean? And his last phrase is, well, whatever they mean, they're impermanent. <laughs> Strive on with diligence. <laughs> his last words. <laughs> so, so that, you know, right, so beneath or prior to the person, personality. You know, but even though, so here, even though we are kind of sort of shelving our personality interactions, Still, there's that natural sense, you know. How how is it? What's you know, and really kind of not, not recognizing that. And it's not you see the person who doesn't stand separate, so it's very much mixed up with all that that quality. Now, personality can definitely be be created as a defense against other people's abusiveness, you know or as something that will keep us safe from other people's 
abusiveness or something that's contracted by the sense of loss, you know. So we're huddled over a place of sadness. It kind of defends us from it. Or something that is out there to try to prove we're okay to other people so we will receive the goodwill, you know, the personality forms like that. Hmm? And one that's also trying to present to people, I'm really okay, you know, even though I feel confused, upset, and actually, actually I'm, in, I'm okay. So you have a sort of all sorts of levels of personality that are out there as the social, as the, um, the shop window. And that's what personalities are about, really. They're about negotiating in the social world. And they very much rest upon the realization that we've become separate. And that, that means things now have to be negotiated and you don't know what the other person's about. And you don't know whether it's going to work. You don't know what they think about you and they don't know. Yeah. And that's, that's the difficulty of, of the separateness. And we've got to work through that. And you don't work through it. So sometimes what occurs with people, they try to find people whose personalities are like mine. So personalities will get on with each other. So we look around and, you know, find somebody who's same interests and, you know, same kind of thing. Personality is agreeable. So we try to find that sense through that. That works, you may be lucky, (laughs) that works to a certain degree. But naturally, as you know, in any kind of interpersonal relationship, there's good times and bad times because they don't really fit together. They have connections, but they are, the first one is much more constructed than natural. And the interesting thing is that there is a place where there, there is that sense of unobstructed natural empathy. <coughs> But it doesn't come through, doesn't begin with the personality. What this means is that uh, we begin to experience a sense of uh, acceptance, compassion, kindness for people you don't really know, or personalities are just this, that, and the other. You know? But you can experience a sense of something wider than just personal preferences, likes and dislikes. There's this uh, uh, sutta where the Buddha goes to, um, he's just come out of some big argument the bhikkhus were having over legal procedures. They go up into their heads and start bickering over rights and wrongs of minutiae. He gets fed up with it. So he's um okay I'm out of here so he goes off and he meets these other monks who are living together in harmony and they just do what they need to do it's been like a retreat somebody gets up and first one tidies up the dining hall they go out for arms around they share the food out somebody cleans up afterwards no issues you know and they say well how do you live together and they say we live together as milk and water blend I, I consider it's great gain for me to live with virtuous beings in this Dhamma and discipline. It's a great gain for me 
to be living with people who practice. And although we are separate in bodies, we are one in mind. The chitta's bond. This is these arahants. I didn't say, you know, I had to make my chitta bond. They just do it because the, at the we're looking at if we're looking at the personality structure as something that becomes it's almost exterior to the heart. It's not wrong. It's just the the surface of it that gets established. Yeah, it's the bit that's generated through social contact, right? But the interior beneath that is our experience of our emotions, our feeling, our and so forth. So those interiors, the deeper you go, the more they unite with other interiors. So the interiors are where things are not separate. It sounds kind of eerie, but uh, just leave that idea there. At the interior, we don't experience separation. Because the features that separate us are not there. (laughs) It's not like we've bonded, we just stop separating. Because the features of separation are not manifesting. The features of separation are my thoughts, my ideas, my memories, uh, the movements of my mind. That's, that's, they're always going to be different for different people, aren't they? But there's a place where, where that, the ceasing of that, we come to an experience where it's not separate. Because the manifestations of separateness are not happening. And there's a natural, in that place, the quality of the empathy is unrestricted. Unrestricted. Mm. And this is the place where, from that place, this is where the Brahma-Vihara arise, the four immeasurables arise, which are unrestricted. Abundant, exalted, free from restriction, measureless. They're not measured by thoughts or emotions or people or personalities they're just as a natural quality that is just the enjoyment of the heart's faculty to to be there you know this is really uh, this is a natural quality and it percolates through our personality systems it's still there and the personalities are often trying to affect that, trying to befriend people or help people. And that's all wonderful, you know. We do this constantly. You know. But where does it come from? Whenever there's some freedom from fear, when there's some freedom from a dogma and opinion and separateness, where there's some freedom from vengefulness, where there's some freedom from indifference, from seeing people just as objects, as things out there and so what. Whenever there's a freedom from that, the empathy comes through. So it's not what generates empathy, it's what stops it. Uh, You know, so I often don't really teach a lot of metta, Bhavana, because my sense is, stop doing the rest of it. 
you know, understand the rest of it, understand the sense of separateness, understand the sense of judging, understand the sense of taking up a position, understand the sense of fear and anxiety, release those, it's going to shine through. And a much more profound and ongoing, involuntary way. And also my caution is that just knowing just how difficult we can make breathing in and out when we try to meditate on it, I think, well, let's not do that with metta. You know, I mean, we managed to screw up breathing in and out. That was bad enough. <laughs> let's not screw up natural empathy. That's, that's disastrous. <laughs> Everything else can go, but let's not lose that one. You know, by trying to do it as if it's something that's kind of subject to one's will and uh, has to be generated. And then you're creating a personality and then you create something on top of the personality to, to stop the personality being this way and instead add another layer of something pleasant on top of it. You know, so it's building up like more varnish on the, on the, on the woodwork. And kind of, you know, the way that the the untrained mind goes is that's kind of what people will will tend to do. We'll have, you know, Christmas and so forth, where we really do make the effort to, you know, do that. And that's also quite wonderful. And also, even in that, I'm sure natural empathy does manage to trickle through despite all our goodwill. Because <laughs> 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 the heart is just so big and so rich and so powerful that it kind of gets through most, most everything, you know. I think even Hitler loved his dog or something like that. That's the classic thing, isn't it? You know, kind of arch nasty. <laughs> and yet he also had some empathy for something. <laughs> he naturally wanted to express his goodwill towards something. <laughs> you know? And it, so it is an unstoppable, unstoppable instinct, unstoppable current, and really needs to be given its, its, uh, its full due and it's for access and it's for quality if we can't express somehow feel that streaming out to us even it's towards one beetle then surely what else is hell except for that <laughs> you know so even it's just like one one loving one beetle for one minute <laughs> yeah and the Buddha said, even if you manage to cultivate or experience metta for the, I think he used this wonderful expression, for just as long as it takes to pull a cow's udder. You know, like, Boop. just even that much. He said, well, your life has not been wasted. <laughs> just that much metta. He said, this is vast merit. <laughs> Better than making thousands of offerings, just the experience metta for long, as long as it takes to pull a cow's udder. It's wonderfully graphic, isn't it? But it is really, my encouragement is to 
you know, because we we do so feel that this is an important thing, and like everything else we think is important, the the notion of the assumption I've got to do it through the personality, so you build on top. Well, that's well, that's not bad, but you know, certainly want to be able to express that in words and speech. But we go down to the where it comes from, and that build up gradually, so it's really fully connected to a immeasurable depth of heart rather than a, an act of being charitable towards another person an immeasurable depth of heart because of course where so often it becomes problematic is when you turn it around to myself you know I can you know have a sense of compassion to poor people or people who are, have been damaged or crippled or something or dogs but when it comes around to me you know <laughs> it gets oh, nothing happens I think well I think a few nice thoughts yes I did good so what <laughs> because it's like you know the the personality it's, its way of operating is to go out isn't it personality is, is, the, is the window on the world so it's attuned to what's out there it's attuned to people. It's attuned to doing things in the world. It's a natural. It's you know, have an interior, and the nature of the personality is to process whatever's interior and present it out. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? My speech, my actions, my mannerism, so forth, that are built in there to turn out to the world. How can that turn in? You can't do it. It's not a design. You can try. It doesn't work that way. Personality's nature is to turn out. And yeah, we need that. But it doesn't do the other way. You try and have a personality, your personality like you. And it goes, well, I, uh, let me think. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I did some good the other day. Uh, sounds a bit sort of wooden, really. <laughs> Trying to make a virtue list. Because yeah. it's not natural for the personality. That's not its function. But so we need to sort of come to something more basic than that. More basic than that. And how basic you want to get, like we start with, well, being here, being here. And the fact that we can form here. We do come into some form here. It's like before when we do exercise, we first of all find our feet. We're not trying to lift weights or do anything heroic, we just find the feet. Fill in the sense of being here. Fill in the sense of being here. And from the heart position, sense of being here and connecting to that felt sense of being present being here is a felt sense and that's a gift that's a given how mysterious, how wonderful you can't create it being here we sense we're here and there's 
things around us that are still and quiet, meditation center, sound, sights, movements, yeah, not bothering them. And we tune in with that quality of, uh, I'm in this, it's okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, we have refuge in this. And letting the heart feel that. And as you come up against places where you feel a bit nervy or got to do something about it, you begin to just relax, relax that, feel the feeling, relax it, soften around that. The feeling that you should do something, get something going, sort something out, that twitch, you can notice that, get around that, say, okay, we'll look at that in half an hour's time, whatever. For now, just let's welcome being here. Welcome being here. And don't let it rush up into the personality functioning. Now this is ground level. Metta, it's samadhi, it's everything at this ground level. And from the empathic sense, we are feeling that, enjoying that, sharing that, firming it up, firming up, not making it rigid, but affirming ourselves in that, and grateful for that, appreciative of that, may this be well, may this indeed be received and well. Freedom from ill will, freedom from contractions around that. That's where it begins. As that becomes more, uh, the sense of that becomes more established. This is like every, many other things I've been talking about. You begin to spread that a little wider you know, into the body, may this body be well, may this place in my back be well, may this place in my throat be well, may the feeling of defendedness or nervousness or tension, it's okay now, you can relax that. You don't have to relax it, but you can be with that. So bringing this quality of awareness as, as a natural empathic, sense. Empathic means it can sense something and take in the feeling of that. That's what it means, empath. You sense something on a feeling level and you take it in. That already is kindness and compassion. That already, the connection, the touching of that is already kindness and compassion. We sense something, we do not resist it. We're not indifferent to it. Maybe these things are not that strong, but beginning to to enhance the the potency of that and the value of that, the enjoyment of that. Mm. You get the feeling for what the heart really is as the medium that can include everything, but slowly. And we start with just including 
the sense of being here and including maybe particularities of our bodily sense you know, and then including particularities of our uh, emotional sense feeling nervy, feeling a lot of energy happening feeling tense okay, including that and even some of our psychological sense so what would it be like to feel all that as being welcomed, held and included rather than something that's wrong or shouldn't be this way or is a problem and that's the potency of the heart there's the ground level of it Mm-hmm. it may indeed be the case that yes there is something we need to do but like uh, you begin feeling that what you're doing is coming from a mind the bottom line mind of empathy and goodwill this is like uh, hospice work you know you're not necessarily trying to cure things you just want to connect and share and help to empathize with that which is stressful. It's a, and it's, again, like on a personality level, it sounds, well, so what? Do it, find out. Uh, because you've sensed something and you open up. Uh, the feeling, the, dis- the unpleasant feeling or the awkward feeling may remain that way but something in you opens up to a vastness in which that feeling either is no longer that important not really a big deal so what or it even melts in terms of the mind it can it can indeed melt away in terms of the body it can shift sometimes it stays that way but what's most important is that by the act of connecting you know instead of the personality making something out of it, connecting to it and deepening something in you opens to to vastness, vast empathy. And you know, you think, well, thank you, discomfort, for helping me to open up. So you see, this is where we begin with metta or kindness or empathy towards this, this towards myself. We call myself. I mean, that range of experience, which is me and mine. <coughs> and then it's, it's less, much, it's less a sort of a prescribed, you know, practice as an innate aspect of everything that we do we take refuge we don't take refuge once you know on the opposite of days or now and then it should be something one continually refers to and abides in you don't have to leave it same thing with the qualities of empathy it's not just this sort of bit of practice one does to sort of leaven the other stuff it's it is the ground of it it's the ground of being human mm. And the other stuff, or part of its function, is just to begin to note, refer to, and find ways of releasing what stops us from feeling that, that natural 
open, empathic state, which is its own reward. That becomes more felt and clear, then of course we can begin to invite others into that space. You know, invite others in. But beginning with yourself and then invite others in, which means you just sort of say, well, you know, mother, father, whatever, just just stand there for a while. Come in, let, let me feel what I feel with that. Until that quality of the empathic opening, you may hold in that person in that, in that presence, Perhaps your perceptions change. Some of your positions change. Some of your judgments change. Some of your fears change. Some of your difficult feelings change. But they they change by themselves. Your job is just to open that field of empathy and then invite people into it and see what, what happens when the positions drop, when the fear drops, when the self-judgment drops, when the it's my fault drops, when the you never did drops, when that drops, see what's there. And then all that, these are the, the layers that begin to peel as we enter the empathic field. So the Buddha was very clear on this, saying this is a vehicle for liberation that you should establish thoroughly work upon and make much of extend but beginnings very much from the ground and then we find our time our place what what wants to come in now when i hold that place what wants to come in what need what's the first thing to come in you know and just look towards what you experience as yourself you work with that, that then the whole opening of empathy is going to be much wider and vaster because you've dealt with the main problem, which is not really other people, but one's you know fear and regret and guilt and irritation about others. So I hope some of that can help to flavor your practice today and uh, we'll meet again this evening.